Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Neither Nine podcast. It is December and therefore we are thinking about at the end of the year. So this is the first of a few podcasts we're going to be discussing um, the end of year um, situation. We are I am totally in end of year uh, list territory. We're making the lists. Mm. We're, we're checking, checking them, them twice. many, many times. <laughs> um, I only check mine twice. Yeah, did you? Yeah. So Andrea Cleary is here with me as ever. Hi, hello, how are you? So good. I... We are going to spend most of this, uh, all of this, in fact, we're going to issuing the regular um, programming for a discussion about our favorite songs. And we will be joined by all of the Nine Nine writers, including mm-hmm. Callie Doherty and Luke Sharkey and Mike McGrath, Brian, all the way up from Cork. All the way from Cork. We're having a Christmas party tonight. Yeah, we are. So instead, of, while we have everyone together, we thought it would be nice to get everyone to uh, tell us a bit about their favourite songs of the year. And to do that, well, we're going to kick off with a couple of our choices. Um, Andrea, we're going to start with one of yours. I'm okay. going to start with one of well, a band we've described as the band of the year mm-hmm. in previous times. Um, and the um, Luke asked me a question earlier on today. He's like, if there was one band <laughs> at the end of 2018, you were surprised by who you were listening to, uh, throughout 2019 who would it be and the only one I could really come up with was Big Thief because I wasn't listening to Big Thief really before yeah. the start of this year and then they happened to have two amazing albums mm. so um, I'm there my according to Spotify they're my second most streamed artist of the year yeah so well we did review two of their albums that so also that's, that's gonna bump it up but yeah no <laughs> that, you're, you're that, totally right that like may they, affect things but they still. were in in terms of how much I've been listening to them this year. So our Spotify rap came out today and my top song is the song that we're going to be talking about now. And my top artist for the year was Big Thief. And I was a fan of theirs before this year, but I never, it, it was, it would have been inconceivable that they would have been like my top artist on any kind of yeah. list. Um, but here they are, you know, so the song, uh, one of my songs of the year is of course UFOF, um, my most listened to track this year. Also a source of disappointment for you this year. I'm still furious. So I went to see them in Vicker Street and they didn't play UFOF. Do you remember at the end of the gig? Yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> we, we were sitting upstairs and I was like, I was like, oh no, they're going to come back on. And you were like, they're not. And I was like, oh, they will, they will. It's like, literally the lights are on and they're playing Enya. Like it's, yeah. the gig is now over. People are leaving. And I was like, nope, they're definitely <laughs> going to play it. And they didn't really. They were in the lobby yeah. playing it instead. Yeah. That very nice disappointing. Session. But nonetheless, I think um, personally so, for me, if if it was going, if, if there was one song that was going to sum up this year for me, it's it's this song. Um, 
it's just I, I think it's the best song that's that was written and released this year. Um, I love everything about it. I love how it works with the album. and I love then how it works with the other album, the second, the sister album to UFOF. And um, yeah, it's just beautiful. OK, well, let's play a bit of uh, UFOF from Big Teeth. Andrea was just saying there she is not sick of this song yet still. I've listened to it maybe over a thousand times this year and it just still every single time I feel something when I hear it. It's nice. just so beautiful. Nice. Uh, and it's I think it's a testament to the band itself that actually it's not even um, it's not my personal favorite of, of their releases this year. Mm. I mean, I would put Cattails. Another brilliant kind of almost yeah, yeah. Appalachian kind of folk song mm. above this. And uh, then the, the album, uh, well, the, the lead single from the second album, Not, that I song that. as well. So yeah. those two. I love Forgotten Eyes from that second album as well. It's stunning. There's a lot of good songs. There is. There, They've so many. Big Thief. So I wonder what they're up to next year. I mean, hopefully they might take a bit of a break. <laughs> I hope they take a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. of a break. They two kind of seem like they're workaholics, though. I mean, they, they started yeah. um, recording or Adrian Anker started writing the second album while she was touring the first album. And then as soon as the tour ended, they went straight into the studio. So hopefully they at least take a little break for Christmas and uh, come back with with some more more gigs, maybe. Yeah, more gigs, I think. Uh, the kind of fucking song this who, time, maybe. <laughs> who are ahead of their recorded, way ahead of their recorded uh, releases. So you mm. might hear new stuff live uh, when yeah. they do play. So it's always um, it's a time warp continuum when it comes to Big Teeth, for mm. sure. Um, so my first track uh, this for this podcast is, I guess I tried to maybe uh, pick some um, uh, varying and contrasting songs for this because uh, we get three each mm. and we're going to be picking our own three along with Luke Kelly and Mike. Um, over That's the course Luke, of the next comma, Kelly yeah. and Mike. Not, not Luke Kelly. Not Luke Kelly. He's <laughs> which, not in the studio. Which when they first came in, it took me like two weeks to go, oh, Luke Kelly, hey. Yeah, I um, only realised it recently. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it is good. So this is a song um, that works in many contexts, but one of the contexts that I have been listening to it, um, music that gives you a lot of uh, uplift, but also has um, sad, melancholic vibes. Mm. Um, and it's rare in a kind of electronic or dance song, which you can get that kind of experience. And this song is by Baltra and Park Hai Jin. Park Hai Jin is from Korea. Actually, I forgot to check where Baltra was from, but I'll check that now. Um, it's called Ahead of Time. It came out in April. And it's one of those songs that I have not got the chance. Uh, maybe once I have played it in Alumo, I think. Uh, but what I've been... I think the best DJ nights um, are the ones where you can play whatever you want mm. and you really want something um, to happen in an environment where, you know, people are going with you and you can play stuff. Um, so <laughs> speaking of, I DJ Dodo the Voices on Friday night, uh, just gone and uh, had an amazing time. Um, it's always brilliant. Dingle is always incredible. And uh, there's something very special about that place. And the people and the sounders and the live, nice people that come down for uh, to Dingle for that weekend is particularly a lovely crowd to play to. So I played on Friday night. And I was the first thing on after the church, uh, along with a few other things like Simsima and God Knows and people like that. And uh, I got into the bar that I was playing in and it was already rammed all the way up to the DJ booth and I could barely get in myself. I was like, oh, um, and it was just such a good reaction the whole time. Um, and I think especially when you have a load of people there up for it and you can play whatever you want. And I did feel like that kind of it was a bit that kind of nice. Everyone was going with it. Mm. Um, I did play, I did room everyone's, uh, um, the Wham Challenge thing that everyone had because I played last Christmas and I kind of regret that, but it was that kind of night where you're just like, you know okay. what, it's 
jingle is the start of Christmas. It is, yeah. Everyone's not sick of last Christmas yet. I'm playing it in mm. the last like half an hour. Um, and one of the songs that I finished with, like one of the, my favorite LCD songs and maybe an obvious one, but like uh, someone great. So mm. Dingle is, has been a place where uh, I've I've been where, you know, maybe somebody I know has died or passed away recently. And it's a way of marking that kind of loss in a way. And you can always do that in a place like Dingle. And um, I think last year I played um, Nikes by Frank Ocean. Mm. It's kind of my closing track. And I kind of feel like that's a sad banger. A lovely sad it's banger. Maybe the sad banger. Yeah. yeah. So for this year, this song by Baltran Park Hygiene is kind of my equivalent. Now I haven't played it that much out yet, but I do listen to it a lot as well. Um so I'll give it a go. This is uh Park Hygiene and Baltra songs called Ahead of Time. <laughs> That was Park Hygiene and Baltra, a song called Ahead of Time. Uh, not very well-known song, but one of those. I was. Uh, we're now joined by Kelly Doherty. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I was just saying uh, the song is uh, one of these sad bangers that I'm always like trying to put into a DJ set somewhere at the end of the night, maybe, if it works. But uh, I just like that I'm so glad you're here kind of line. It's really nice and evocative mm. and... Uh, yeah, a nice vibe. So that was one of my, my first choice, uh, Kelly. Uh, your first choice for your song of the year, songs of the year, which are many and plentiful, and there's too many songs to uh, that exist now, and uh, it's really hard to whittle it down. So how did you arrive at your first choice? Was it an obvious one? It is from Sharon Van Etten, and the song is called 17. Uh, I think it was probably quite an obvious choice for me. Like throughout the entire year, I was like, wow, I love this song so much. Uh, and it and it was released at the very start of the year and consistently throughout the year, it was always the big one for me. I think just kind of the emotions and stuff behind it and the way it makes me feel as a song uh, has just always set it aside from everything else. Um, yeah, I think it like I saw her perform it. Um, so she released this in January, is that right? Yeah, she released this in January, and then I think I saw her in February, maybe in Vicar Street, Street. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it just added like an extra level to it. Uh, I think it like thematically and stuff. I think it's quite different to a lot of the other type of perspectives that we hear of women performing music. Uh, that's always like a big thing for me is like whether music is uh, telling something more nuanced about female. Ex- experiences a lot of the time the kind of more nuanced stuff is very sad um whereas i found this was quite an empowering it was like almost like a throwback rock anthem uh, and we don't hear that from women that often and i thought the yeah i thought the themes of it um there's kind of a real nostalgia within it and a real kind of tale of a woman getting older and um, that i thought was very different to what i'd heard and it's just a banger as well it's really catchy and infectious i love how the nostalgia in the song isn't necessarily a a sad thing like your I think it's actually probably more realistic to look back at your teens and being 17 and just be like oh god you were a dope yeah (laughs) and that's it's just such a way more like nuanced and realistic in terms of like the women around me and me personally it's like it's a way more realistic way to look back rather than be like, oh, the best days of my yeah, life are behind me. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. what a boring concept. I always you know? hated that when you were younger and people are always like, oh, you're in the best days of your life. It was like, how sad, no, they how sad is your life? <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm like twice the age of that. And I'm really yeah. like, how sad is your life? Like, come on. I have money now. Like I, I can like buy alcohol and smoke. It's great. <laughs> okay, let's play Sharon Van Etten and the song is called 17.
Maybe I could save you from your sins So, kiss the sky and whisper to Jesus My, 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 you found this in needless Take a deep breath, baby, let me in You lose your way, just take my hand You're lost at sea, then I'll command your boat to me again Don't look too far, right where you are, that's where I am I'm your man So that was Sharon Van Etten, 17, straight into your second choice, which is Lana Del Rey from the album Norman Fucking Rockwell, which is Mariner's apartment complex. And you're just saying there while we were listening to that song, um, it's a bit of a softer thing that we would normally go for. Yeah, um, I think it's true of the both of those songs there. They kind of have a bit of a soft rock base. Like there's a definitely like a nostalgic classic rock aesthetic throughout the track um but again it's it's one that i think communicates womanhood uh, in a real interesting way um like i was gripped from the first lyric from the you took my sadness out of context uh lyric i just think it's 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 a really raw emotional song i think definitely emotionally it connected with me more than any other song this year uh it's very sad but real um and i think yeah i think it was a really good insight into lana's development for the year as well and a real good sign of the rest of the album yeah mm-hmm. my definitely my favorite land ray album by a long shot yeah um, yeah me too I yeah. Would say. yeah we all um, like when you were on the podcast that we, we reviewed it we were just completely yeah. gushing about it like yeah. it and I, I haven't stopped listening to it no um it's just i i think that that song in particular is just so like drenched in atmosphere like there's so much going on that isn't even music just like these little sounds these little mm-hmm. kind of whooshes that you don't really notice until like your 20th or 30th time listening to it. You're like, oh, I didn't really realize that that was there. And there's so much going on in it. It's such a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, it is. So it is one of your top albums of the year. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, uh, we move on to your third choice, which is from, uh, we're flying through this actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is from Mount Erie and it's called uh, Love Without Possession. Oh God. <laughs> What's this new version of love that intrudes into the peace I thought I had? This love has no recipient, but still lies there smoldering. Indifferent stars in the night sky, watch me while I turn. Still holding this love for you. Without a thing to do But try to live in this Uninvited liberation Without a home in your life or heart Without a shelter at all Exposed and burning still This unattended fire For no one emanates A wasted warmth on the wind Pushing against the edges Okay, that was Mount Erie from Love Without Possession, the song is called. Uh, What was the album called? Uh, The album's called Lost Wisdom and the track is uh, Love Without Possession. Yeah, you're a big fan. Uh, tell me a bit more about this. I know uh, Mount Dury, uh has been through a lot of stuff in the last uh, number of years. Yeah, so, so where is he at, and what's the context? Yeah, so um, basically, his wife died a few years ago um, from cancer, and he wrote an album after that uh, called "A Crow Looked at Me." It was a really heartbreaking album. It was just a really raw very open personal depiction of everything that happened and then after that he got married to michelle williams the actress uh, and then they divorced uh they divorced they divorced yeah oh, and uh, and he had moved to like la with her and stuff right. um but it didn't suit him as a person he really wasn't into the whole thing so then they split up and uh yeah this album then comes on the back of that um but i think what's really beautiful about it i know a lot of the time when you're listening to music you're like trying to remove context a little bit but i think it's so important with mount erie's work a lot of the time and a lot of the lyrics on this album particularly on this track are about kind of channeling that sadness and not wanting to become like an icon for desolation and misery and wanting to try and find the nice things out of it and i think lyrically this is such a beautiful song really kind of hopeful feel even though it's quite a sad song Mm -hmm. 
I've been too afraid to go back to Mount Erie since 2017, since the crow looked at me. Right. It's like, I listened to that. We reviewed that album actually. And uh, it was, it was even a tough review to get through, you know, it yeah. was just, it's a really, really tough album. but so beautiful. And then after it, I saw he was releasing a few things and I was just like, I, I just don't think I can. But <laughs> I, I really like the sound of that. I think yeah. that their voices are really beautiful together. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot more hopeful than he's. I, re, I read a big interview of him uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was saying he, he wants to not just be seen as like the misery guy. He yeah. wants to kind of try and move on from that a little bit. So, uh, And it really comes across well in this track and the album. So moving on to Andrea's next choice. Uh, it is from Wise Blood. Did you go, you went to see her? No. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I was okay. away in um, having my weird spook weekend in uh, Leitrim. The spook? Yeah, the annual purge. Uh, so no, I, I didn't get to see her, which I'm very disappointed about, but I've no doubt that I will at some stage. Uh, yeah, this song is Movies from um, her album that came out this year. Again, one of my favourite albums. Uh, Titanic Rising? Is that Titanic Rising, Titanic. yeah. It's about the... Mike uh, here as well. Oh yeah, Mike's here. Yeah. Um, it is a really interesting concept, I think, for an album. And this song, I think, kind of gets across the tone of it uh, more than any other song. on it. I mean, there's, I, I could have picked any song on this yeah. album, you know. I struggled with this album a little bit, but You did, okay. yeah. Um, it's just really, like, it's, m- Movies is, is a really interesting song. It's It resonated m- with me a lot as somebody who sort of throws themselves and has done so since I was a kid, like into media with like both my feet first, you know, like if, if I love something, I adore it. And I just, I felt that so much, um, in, in, in this, in, in this track. And I also love the movie Titanic and that's what this album is based around in a way. Beautiful um, cover art for it. Stunning. I think probably my cover art of the year. Cover uh, art of the year. Cover art of the year. That's, that's uh, next week's bonus episode. That was that was the bonus. That was the underwater kind of scene that they made and they. Yeah, yeah. Her they, mom shot it. Oh really? Yeah, her mom's a photographer. It's like Hosier and, and her and his mother. Oh, like those the paintings. Those two album <laughs> covers. Hosier's one's from, from this year, and Wise Bud's one is like you versus the guy. She told you not to worry about um, But yeah, this is movies and it's uh, one of my favourite songs of okay, 2019. That was Wise Blood. The song is called Movies from Wise Blood. Titanic Rising is the album. If you want to check that out more, if you haven't heard it before. Um, my choice for second track um, of my song of the year. It's a, it's one of those ones that um, kind of uh, is a standout of an of a pretty good album that I actually ended up listening to quite a lot. Um, it is from Kindness and uh, the album is called Something Like a War. And the first two tracks on it, I'm not going to play the intro on it, but the intro leads into this track, which is called Raise It Up. And it's kind of like a gospel song, a very uplifting song. And it builds beautifully from the intro to this song, which is basically just... That, that's what exactly what it is. It's a gospel song. Um, and I actually, we were, I was talking about this today and I noticed the, uh, the reviews of this album were pretty lukewarm, but it actually was one of the ones I ended up listening to quite a lot. Mm. And, um, and I don't think it's like a brilliant, fantastic record, but I do think it's a really good, solid record that uh, maybe didn't quite get its due. So this is my uh, standout track from it. It is called uh, Raise Up by Kindness.
That is kindness song is called Raise Up, uh, playing Whelan's in Dublin uh, in February, I believe. So that'll be a good show to check out. Nice small venue to see that kind of show. Uh, Mike. What's the crack? You, Hi, made, you made the effort to be up from Cork for the first time you're on a, on the live podcast. It's wonderful to be here and it's wonderful to finally be in a Nyler 9 office uh, involved with the live recording of a podcast. Can, I, can I just say when we were down in Cork, we did the live show and we we have to both apologize and thank you because we forgot to thank you at uh, the very right. end because you yeah. did all our sound. You did an excellent job. He did and all the just, I normally do. Every yeah, week, we literally so just like, we're like, right, we're leaving the stage now. Bye. And then it was like, shit, Mike. So thank Thank you so much for all the work that you did on the, on the live show. It was lovely show. to be a part of it. <laughs> it was, lovely. So it was, it was a lovely chat as well. Yeah, and actually you were you did one of the first interviews for the, the podcast when we kicked it back up. With, uh, yeah, with John Byrne. Mm. Yeah, yeah. About, um, uh, what's it called? Queer, Queer Groove. Groove. Yeah, yeah. Because so. his house... Man, was that two years ago now? It was two years oh ago now. God, this that stage. was November two and years ago. And we ventured into his apartment and it is wall to wall to wall to wall to wall to wall records. And... The stuff that he, like, because most of the Queer Goose stuff was pulled from his collection. It wasn't pulled from Masters because Masters didn't yeah, exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he kept it in such pristine condition. And like, there's just so many gems of Irish music that, that are just kind of strewn around his gaff. Old zines, original copies of Vox magazine, all of this. And like, that was just such a day excursion to undertake for that <laughs> interview as well, just to see the OGs. I want, are they doing any more releases? I think they are doing some stuff soon, maybe. Uh, what, Al Kival? Al Cheval, or yeah. Al Kival is what I've been Al Kival, I was called Al Cheval. Um, yeah, they've confirmed a reissue for Cork Post Punkers 5 Go Down to the Sea. They've been talking about that for a while. Um, apparently that's all been finalised because the people comp- compiling it are talking about it on social media. So Okay, well you didn't hear it here first, but you heard it first from us. Um, <laughs> okay, so your first song uh, for Song of 2019. Uh, you've got a big book in front of you with a lot of songs written down. I have because I, I thought I would like put in like a lot of talk and have like honourable mentions. Would you rather play it first and then talk about it? Play it first. Okay, so the song, you want to introduce it there? Uh, so this is Song for Mary Black by Elaine Howley, the front woman of Manny Cork Psychedelic Outfits, notably the Altered Hours, and Crevice, uh, taken from Touch Sensitive Records' fifth anniversary compilation, Whacker That. That's Elaine Howley with song for Mary Black. Um, tell us a bit more about this track and why you picked it. So effectively I picked it because like these kind of things that we pick for end of year lists are inherently personal. I know that there's always some pushback at end of year lists regarding like, you know, you know, the, the weight of criticism versus, you know, the experience of channeling the creative. And in terms of that, then I just kind of like kind of waited against things I had come back to over the course of the year and tunes that I had just kind of gone to in any situation. And Song for Mary Black, which was taken from Touch Sensitive Records' fifth anniversary compilation, Whacker That, available at touchsensitiverecords.bandcamp.com, alongside the likes of like Autumn and others, um, was like a lovely distillation of what she had accomplished with other projects, because like she's the 
she's the front woman of the altered hours and like like a real kind of catalyst for that collision of noise and sound and fury yeah. on stage but also like within crevice and within other projects over the years like uh, morning veils etc she's kind of shown that her voice is so well suited to everything from folk to pop to everything else so to see her go off on her own and kind of not sacrifice accessibility for experimentation but to even like the lovely little tape loop there of clarinet yeah. and all of that mm. is at once kind of familiar and almost enveloping and something new to the ear yeah this is brand new to me and this is one of the reasons why we do the end of year list because you find songs that maybe you missed or people mm. didn't send out or whatever you just missed it in oh, the first place. so many holes in my end of year list now that I think about it. <laughs> it all, that's okay you can't at this point you can't uh, allow yourself you can't be feel bad about it because there's what? so much music that you know it's it's impossible for you to hear yeah it all, so. i i always kind of have this i get a bit jaded around september where i'm like irish music criticism is a bubble and we're all just writing about the same things and then it's like actually we're really not like it's no. when it gets to the end of the year thing it's like actually there is like incredibly diverse tastes even within like the people that we know personally working in the industry yeah which is really nice yeah I, we did our top 50 of 2019 this year and like it was so difficult just to put a 50 cap on it and decide mm. what that was and you're always leaving people off but like it's the nature of it you know yeah. like and it was it, the fact that it was so easy to put another 50 together yeah. new acts that were active this year that did loads of stuff yeah. and we definitely left out stuff um and what can you do you can't like you cannot please everybody and we're not here to do that but it's more about like representing yourself and representing what you do yeah. and what you've been doing throughout the year so that one's a bit easier to do because sometimes especially with the end of year stuff you're like oh i never heard that or you know it passed me by or mm. just never got around to it but you know whatever. it's funny with the end of year thing i'm making my list at the moment and I'm finding it much harder to do my Irish songs and albums than I am my international ones. Really? Because um, there's just so many. And there's a lot of crossover between them, but I'm like, there's just so much like excellent, not even good, yeah. excellent Irish music that came out this year. And I'm like, it, to get it down to like a list of 20 or 10, I'm finding it so, so difficult. I found they're putting together like a list of like honorable mentions that I was going to go through that there were a couple of things that really passed me by. The Mango Mathman thing passed me by, oh, unfortunately. God, yeah, yeah. Kojak, Luca Pam kind of passed me by after Delhi Daydreams as well, which really came as a shock to me that I thought, yeah, I've seen this online, I'll listen to it later. Mm. And you know, it's one of those things that just kind of unfortunately kind of passed me by personally because of listening habits or because of work or what have you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like, but that's it what December's for, though, you know? Like, yeah. That yeah. Is, uh, for me, it's the, the time to reflect and listen back on the stuff you never heard. And then you're like, oh, everyone else, is, like, somebody's like, oh, I love this album. And you're like, oh, I actually haven't listened to that. Or maybe I haven't listened to it since January or February yeah. mm. or April or whatever it is. Recency bias yeah, yeah. can be a thing sometimes. Even when we were talking about I don't know, my, like, my three songs I'm talking about today came came out in the first half of the year, though. So you're much better than everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic. No, I've got nostalgia <laughs> bias, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, is it a thing? We will probably we'll not discuss for it. I don't know. Uh, we'll play your next choice to give you some context for it. It is from Percolator, and the song is called Freshen. Okay, Mike, that is your choice from Percolator, song called Freshen. Tell me why. First single from their upcoming next release, which is Untitled. Um, they haven't kind of 
talked about yet whether it's an EP or an album or not. Uh, but in terms of the Venn diagram that kind of Percolator have occupied since their first album back in 2016 via Penske Recordings, actually, uh, off that first album was Crab Supernova, the single. It was the first pitch I made to you for a news piece outside of the Cork gig. Is that right? So, Aww, yeah. That's so sweet. Southern nice. correspondence kind of uh, <laughs> kicked off there in that respect. Uh, representing Cork with two of these for sure. Oh, Which true. is great. I think Percolator, Percolator Waterford in Dublin. Are they? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so yeah. there is that, but uh, re- releasing through a Cork label, I suppose, which would have been the, the connection there. But like Sestra was that lovely Venn diagram of post-punk, krautrock, and shoegaze in particular. Um, and with Freshen, which is, you know, released kind of very quietly with kind of two remixes from the earlier album, the earlier Sestra album. Um, it kind of sees them going further in both the kind of krautrock direction in that the concept is there of not infinite music, but of a long thing that never seems quite to resolve until it does, and then it goes off on another thing. Um, But also, again, mixing the challenge of krautrock and post-punk with the familiar of shoegaze, big, long, fuzzy waves passing over the, you know, over the the composition of the song, just everything kind of progressing as it does. It's a little bit of an odyssey, and I fell in love with it immediately, and it just became one of those that I really kind of came back to, really looking forward to seeing the full thing that happens next year. Yeah, and uh, one of the members of his band, Spud Murphy, is yeah. has been uh, very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prolific. <laughs> Prolific in terms of uh, an instrumental, uh, also in the uh, creation of the Lancome album. Yeah, um, mm. and several production Lancome albums. Yeah, but this one especially, I think, it yeah. can really feel like that drone uh, is partly coming from Spud because of his background as well. Gotcha. He knows how to bring that kind of texture into that music and it makes it all the better. That's why What Will You What Will We Do was uh, kind of my song of the year from last year for Lancome. It was just a big, thick drone that made sense ultimately in, in, in both the world, the little detached world of post-punk and drone, etc. and then the big, thick Illin pipe sound off it as mm. well. Like it, it, yeah. it definitely was, he, he can bridge a lot of worlds. Yeah, he can indeed. Um, and uh, we'll definitely be talking about Lancome at some point, I'd say again. Uh, it's an album I've been going back to a lot. I had the Wild Rover there on my honorable mentions list, which there you go. Oh, yeah. we'll it's probably see the light of that day That is incredible song. Oh, <laughs> what a beautiful... I remember listening to it in the car on the way back and I was like, and I love that dynamic lift in that song where it mm. just like suddenly gets louder after like six minutes or something. You're like, totally. oh my God. It, it, and like for a song that goes so... Like it moves so slowly, you're like, how how is that as long as it is? Like, how's it over already? You know, yeah. it's mad. Like, such a good song. I, that's not one of our songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. but anyway, honorable mention. <laughs> um, so your next choice, official choice, um, if you can, maybe you can squeeze in another honorable mention if you want, yeah. is from Tyler the Creator's album Igor. Well, no, this is both one of my songs of the year and Igor being my album of the year for two completely different reasons that we'll talk about after the jump. But Earthquake for me is such a masterclass in that pop songwriting in that you could easily imagine it rendered as like a 60s soul tune and somebody from Motown Studios absolutely killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to see that kind of crossover with Tyler's diverse and idiosyncratic production and delivery, uh, it's an absolute joy to behold and to share with others in particular. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. It was our half, uh, our number one album of the half year. Yeah, <laughs> um, we never ooh. reviewed it on the podcast. Did we not? No, no, never no, did no, it. We no. Never. I think we did. We didn't. We definitely did. We didn't. Not? No, because it took me ages to come around to it. All right. Okay. All right. Let's play Earthquake, and thank you, Mike, for that. For
That was Earthquake by Tyler the Creator. Thank you, Mike McGrath, Brian, for that. Uh, and who's just walked in? Hello, but Luke Sharkey. It's Luke. Hey. Hi. Luke is here. Um, so it's time for you to talk about your three choices, and your first one. And I'm not sure how Andrea is going to feel about this one. Oh. Um, because it was a quite a divisive song. I can't remember if you liked this song or not because. There was such a visceral reaction to it at the time. It was a, it was a kind of a, it came up in an episode. It was a, like a piss tech song, no? Oh, is it the Charlie XCX Spice Girls one? No, it's not <laughs> no. that one. It's, I have no idea what it let's is. Let's play it first. Oh, let's no. play it okay. first. Let's delve in. Oh, Jesus. Don't forget what I told you about your demons. They're just thoughts in your head while you sleep no more than that. Now fetch my doffel bed. My ride ain't here, then it's coming I can feel it not so far away And I know you're angry, youngin' Dry your eyes up, or you won't see Big dog walking away Now if you think I'm chasing the seasons Like a van is someplace to be I'm your stepdad they say I'm scheming and leaving, dreaming my life away. But if you see my name in the headlines and they're all pissing on me, I'm your stepdad. And I know they say I'm frail and broken, but you can't treat your mom that way. That is the wonky pop banger from Alex Cameron. The song is called Stepdad from his album Miami Memory. Now, we did originally uh, review this track. Yeah. And myself, Andrea, and uh, Louise Bruton was yes. in to discuss the album uh, or the track. And uh, this is a track I brought. That you week, brought. And you both laughed me out of the room. At Ooh. the time, I did. Uh, but I Shocking. actually got well into it. And it's. Oh, literally, the next day, you were like, yeah, I think I like this Stepdad song. And then two days later, you're like, yeah, this this song is unbelievable. <laughs> and then like it was like one night at like one in the morning, I got like in all caps. You'd obviously been out or something. I just got a message in all caps. I said, "I'm your stepdad," and I was like, "Nile." <laughs> it's like my meme song. That's actually good. It's great. It's like one of those songs that I just like. I was like, "I'm your stepdad." I just find myself walking around the house singing that song. I'd walk into the room, the dog would be on the couch, and singing like, the dog. I'm your stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like the song, Luke? Well, I I think like it's obviously there's a little bit of swallow with this like once yeah. you can eat the concept of it being a stepdad talking to their stepchild like once you can get over that kind of very corny concept yeah like there's just so much love about it there's such a great well for one such a banging like anthemic chorus like every line of it is amazing yeah. every word um i love the synths in this song i love 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 it's like this is um, maybe a bad comparison but this is what i always go with it sounds like if future uh, if uh Future Islands mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA if they had a love child I think that's, that's what the arrangement to this song yeah. sounds like yeah. it's just, I think that's and, spot on and the, the metronomic uh, rhythm it was actually falling apart at the same time you're just like everything is so wonky it's like yeah, ding, ding, ding. yeah. yeah. you're kind of not sure if it's like if it slips into like 5-4 at sometimes it's like kind of hard to get your head around the rhythm it's a little bit confusing yeah. at times and you're like what's going on what, yeah. what is it doing it's so I just, much fun I just love the lyrics so and much the, as the well. delivery okay. the passion of yeah. the delivery yeah. is oh, amazing so serious. It's amazing. Like, he's like, just, he means every word of it so serious. That is one of my fabulous. regrets of this year, not going to the Alex Cameron gig. Because it was on a Sunday, was like on a Sunday night. Sunday, the Grand Social. I've been yeah. out for three nights in a row and I was like, uh, and I did that thing where I agonized over going to it. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. Yeah. going to go. I'm not going to go. Oh, Alex Cameron's playing. Oh, what time is he on it? Or maybe I was somewhere else. And I was like, oh, I'll run over. Oh, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. You, you never really regret going to a gig. I find no, yeah, you know, you know like it's, but it's, it's getting, rare. Getting yourself there is the problem. I thought you were, I thought you were saying you never regret not going to a gig. <laughs> I, I, like, I never regret not going out, but I do regret not going to a gig. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. and the album as well. They like he's a funny dude, funny lyricist. The concept and of the album is just incredible. What is the concept of the album exactly? It's essentially so. Alex Cameron, for anybody who's not listened to him, is essentially he pretends to be a washed-up entertainer and 
all his songs are written from the perspective of someone who could have been a big star but isn't. And Stepdad in particular seems to be about someone who has to leave their wife either for good or for just to go on tour to play music and <laughs> like explaining that to the child. It's, it's, it's amazing. Okay, so he's not leaving for good. He could be leaving he for good. He might be leaving it's for good. It's, it's complex. Vague. It's vague. Yeah, it's a complex tune. And it's, of course your mum would say that. Of course she'd say that. Okay, you know? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, makes yeah, more right. sense because like the headlines and they're all pissing on me and I'm like, oh, what did he do? And it's like, oh, he's actually a musician and he's, he's gone on tour. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I, I feel like he's he's another side of the coin with like Father John Misty with this totally. kind of Very like, much performative totally. like character thing that is like funny, but also, well, I, I think Alex Cameron's a lot more on the humorous comedy side of things yeah. than, than um, Mr. Josh is. Um, but I, I love this. I'm so chuffed you picked this. I'm delighted. Yeah, yeah, so it happy. does hit you in the feels sometimes. Like some of the lines in it, like as corny as they are, you're like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Imagine someday, well, it can't happen to me, but one day you might be stepdads. Yeah. And this song. Fetch my duffel just, bag. You can just <laughs> yell it at your stepchild. Bag. Yeah, love it. Uh, okay, your next choice is from Little Sims. It is called 101 FM, and let's play a bit of that. Taught everyone apart, but the law don't give two shits. Don't give two fucks. Just another black boy in a system, do a time it been. True. But he had a heart for the gold, good intent with a smile so big. Oh, he did, he did. Hey. We used to have dreams of getting out of flats. Playing PS2, Crash Bandicoot, Mortal Kombat. No, that was. I master my flow, let busy and buster. And one day buy real weed from a rasta. Sticking down baby hairs way before Insta. Way before Times when I had a diamond in my chain, all for one little pose in a picture. Snap, snap. Yeah, never wanna start putting them trees in Rizla. And to the niggas that fell off in this thing, nah, we don't miss ya. Nah, we don't. But sometimes you have to go missing. Either way, yeah, I was hoping, praying and wishing. Now I'm doing up some mad things, doing up big things. Still, I'm in ends when I pass through juniors, planting ready on site when I walk in. Wayne shouts out, yo, I'll go on sistering. Okay, Luke's choice, uh, second choice for one of your songs of the year is from Little Sims and it's called 101 FM. Uh, tell me more about this one. I have tried to listen to Grey Area a good few times and uh, it hasn't really grabbed me, to be honest. So um, I probably don't know if I'm familiar with this song. So this is uh, kind of deep in the B-side of Grey Area. I like the I like the production of it. Oh, for sure. It's mm. a great, great sound, very catchy and that always draws me in straight away. Kind of reminds me of Sinogrime or something like that. Like yeah. that kind of Asian grimy kind of like scent noise kind yeah, of stuff. for sure. Um, I like it. I think for me, this exists in the larger context of that I fell head over heels in love with uh, UK rap and grime this year. And I think um, the Grey Area Project and Dave Psychodrama were two of my standout albums of the year. I think uh, 101 FM for me, it has everything going for it. It's extremely catchy riff on the synth. Great sound in your ears. Um, Little Sims herself, she has amazing flow. I love the nostalgia. Style. Like this whole song is talking about her youth and sort of growing up in what she calls the ends. Um, I think a lot of people were introduced to Little Sims through Top Boy, which is how I came across her as well. Oh yeah, she's in the show. It, yeah, um, and just fell head over heels with the song. I think it's fantastic. Nice. The ends is a often used terms by UK grime artists. I still never finished that book about UK grime. Oh yeah, I'm, I want to borrow that. So you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you. Um, okay. Okay, that's Little Sims. And uh, would you say, uh, where does Slow Tie fit in with in, in your UK grime, UK rap uh, buzz? See, it's interesting because he's from Northampton. He's not from Northampton, I believe. Yeah, it's been. He's, yeah. he's, he's not from it's London. Not London. He's not a London head. Um, no, but again, he fits into the, the general uh, gist of what the, you're talking the about. The vibe. And like, because we've talked about this before, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Slow Thigh's album. Um, I think... It's it, really grown on me now this year. I know, yeah. Time. But the sound, I think it's not the same sound. It's not the same sound palette that he draws from. Yeah. I think he's probably a little bit more industrial in the sound palette that he comes from. It's probably a little bit more linked back toward more punky sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think so too. I think but I, I think it definitely has like the, it orbits punk a lot yeah. more than a lot of kind of London grime. And, yeah. I think it's been a massive year for UK hip hop though, in general, like yeah. all of it encompassing. Well, not not just despite the fact that Dave won the Mercury, but like well, both yeah. Dave and Little Sam and Slowtie and Slowtie actually were uh, nominated. nominated for Mercury Music Awards, yeah. which yeah. was great. Um, so year. we're gonna have, I guess, like 
the don or the pop don of the UK hip hop grime scene is uh, Stormzy, and he's about to release an album on thirteenth of December. Thirteenth, yeah, heavy as ahead. So uh, none of us are going to review that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but maybe maybe we'll see um, how it co- he doesn't need it. That's the point. That's why he's releasing no. it. No, so it doesn't December. matter. He releases in December, yeah. and he has a trainer on, as we discussed last week on our podcast. Um, okay, so your third choice is uh, from an Italian producer, I believe. I his believe name? so. Yeah, yeah. His name is Mind, Mind Enterprise. Mind Enter- Prizes. The song is called Monogamy. Let's play it. Enterprises from Italy. Uh, I think he's, he was based in London for a while, perhaps. Uh, definitely inspired by Italo Disco, which is uh, something that ever, more people should do, I think. <laughs> Italo Disco is the most fun genre in the world. Also, some of the most cheesiest music you've ever heard. But this is a modern take on it, and that's what I really like about it. For sure. And I completely heard the song through you. I knew very, 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 very little about Italo Disco. Still do, admittedly. I've um, been... I've been I've been brewing that playlist for a while now. Mm. It's time to bring it out. I think yeah. people need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time. It's, a, oh, it's such fun music. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's a, just, it's just a lovely modern take on it. Yeah, and, and I, I love the the relentlessness of the bass line in that. Like it's just, just unbelievable momentum carried the whole way through. It almost like it doesn't really matter what the lyrics are because it just kind of sounds good. I know like the lyrics are pretty good, but like, I don't know a lot of groups that and probably my favourite dance song of this year okay okay thank you Luke for uh, contributing your three choices you may as well stick around while we uh, finish our last two I mean I will say the songs of the year are selections of some of our favourites they're not the definitive ones um, because there's so many more like Dre, you didn't even pick This Life by Vampire Weekend. I know, like, shocking. Well, to be fair, I thought Luke was going to pick it. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we probably you. should have been in contact with each other. <laughs> you cancelled each other out. I know, yeah. Fight. Well, that's the song of the summer, so... Okay. Yeah. So, another song uh, that came out in January, mm. um, originally, this is your last choice, yeah. and it is from Julia Jacqueline. Uh, Pressure to Party, certainly one of my favourite artists of the year. Yeah. Yes. We went to see her in February. February, March, maybe, maybe yeah, early March. Like that in Fabulous gig in Wheelands. Really yeah. lovely. One of my gigs of the year, actually, as well. You didn't go last week, no? No, no, she played, two, she played two nights, but no, I'd seen her already and I was tired. She's brilliant. Um, but um, yeah, I picked Pressure to Party. I, I could have picked Body. I could have picked, I could have picked a few songs off this, but. I looked at Body. Body came out in October last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good thing I didn't then. Okay. But um, I picked Pressure to Party because I think it it sums up a lot of my. I guess sort of it fulfilled in my three little lists the the kind of rock sound that I've been listening to a lot this year, which is really cool girls with guitars. Um, it's actually only dawned on me now that I've picked three female artists or at least three female fronted artists uh, for these songs. But I I, th- I think the song is just such good, straightforward rock. It the, the melody and the vocals is just so it just works really, really well. I love the tone of it. I love the message in it, that idea that you know, you it's you maybe don't have to go out and get drunk with your friends all the time and the like the the pressure to do things to get through a broken heart can sometimes be as stressful as actually going through the thing. Um and I just I never really heard anybody talk about that before. And it just it bangs. Like it's just such a strong song. And she played it at the end of the set, do you remember? Yeah. It was like it was a very slow the set, set was really slow, really, so really quiet. Slow. And then she closed with this song and then everyone everyone was like, oh my God, we're we're allowed to move now. We're allowed like well, yeah, I mean people weren't really singing along even that much because her voice is just so like 
oh my god it's so smooth and just so wonderful it's you'd nearly be like are you auto-tuning like she's that good she's that good with her delivery she's definitely trained but yeah she broke out this song at the end and it was a real um you just see like a load of mates like arms around each other kind of like jamming it was great yeah we initially reviewed uh in between i wasn't hugely familiar with her first album mm. uh don't let the kids win is that what it's called yeah. um and then fantastic furniture the band she was in very briefly which had a nice uh, debut album we we talked about that as well yeah i think we really did that on maybe like the second podcast yeah, just really maybe. lovely album and uh and then that just set me up for how much i love crushing by julia jackson it's yeah. such a good album such a good and this is a fine example of her work with conversation That was Julia Jacqueline with Pressure to Party and we are coming to our 15th song, which is our final song uh, on this podcast. Uh, it turns out we picked 11 uh, female featuring artists, women artists in this uh, list. So there oh, you go. wow, there, there you go. go. 11 of 15, so that's pretty good. And this is another one. Um, this is my absolute fucking dance floor banger of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one that I played every time. Um Every possible opportunity, played it last Friday at Other Voices, played it every DJ set where possible. It was remixed by Solwax, so you know it's going to sound good on any system. It is by Marie Davidson, and it's called Work It. Do you know it? I think so. I think we reviewed it I once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolute uh, tune. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, God. Poke it into my veins. It's such a good track, and it's, yeah, my, my probably favorite DJ tune of the year. Um, so I'll play that. It is Work It by Soul Wax, uh, the Soul Wax remix of Marie Davidson. That is Marie Davidson, Work It, the Soul Wax remix, um, our final track of uh, this podcast. Although we will say there's a lot of songs we obviously didn't talk about. One of the songs of the year, like Lizzo's Juice. Yeah, we didn't talk about Billie Eilish's When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? And plenty of other songs. uh, Some of them, which we'll talk about next week in terms of albums. Yeah. Um, So they will be included at some point. But we'll all have lists that people can go and read that are longer at some stage in the future. So they'll all be coming out on, I don't know, in the next couple of weeks for sure um so thanks luke for coming in and thank being you. here and uh, mike you. and kelly as well thanks mike and kelly they're in the next room because <laughs> we didn't have space for everybody but it's all good um do we have anything else you want to say no that's it see you next week okay we'll finish with a bit more of uh marie davidson work it by Sowex. bye i want to feel so i can know if you're a winner
me how does that feel? Is sweat dripping down your balls? <laughs> well, then you're not a winner yet. But come on. Work. Work it. Work. Work to be a winner. Sweat. Work it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.